Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Do you know where the afters Well, Jess Bears, welcome to the afters. Hi, guys. How you doing? Yeah, good. Happy. Happy, good. healthy, you know. Cold, because it's winter time, but I'm happy. I know, you guys have been saying it's cold. I think it's just because I'm northern. I'm not it really is. feeling yeah, it that bro. much. This, A little bit. This is summer for you. This is. I, I usually wear shorts at home in December. Psycho. It's not a problem. Psycho. Um, but anyway, Jess, obviously we know who you are. But for those at home who don't, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Jess Faze. I'm a DJ, producer and radio broadcaster and mental health ambassador. Oh, amazing. Nice and snappy. Yeah. Oh. I'm not uh, trained at this. Yeah, you've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we obviously know you've, well, we know you just got back from um, a tour in America, right? I have. I've just gone across the pond and done my first North America and Canada tour, which was bloody epic. Yeah, you feel feeling a bit tired, or you? What, oh, you jet good? lag is kicking my ass, mate. I was nobody told me about that. Oh, it's your first said, time, yeah, isn't it? Said, yeah, they said go touring, and now I'm still like my brain is in New York, but my body is here. Yeah, I saw some of your posts when um, you just got back back into which airport did you fly into? I flew into Heathrow. Yeah, and I was like, well, you'd fly through the different time zones, isn't it? It's just mm. I can't. And I'm about to go to Australia again in two weeks, so I'm just going to adjust back to the UK. Then they're going to send me forward in time to Australia. Well, mate, that's what you fucking signed up. Yeah, for. mate. You were touring yeah, DJ exactly. now. <laughs> exactly. Ten, I've been doing it 10 years now, so I feel like it was the right time to sort of take on new territory. Like. You know what? That's I, I didn't realise that because I remember seeing your post about a month ago mm. when you said you'd... This is the 10th... So you've been to ADE so many... Was it 10 yeah, years? Yeah, 10. I missed the first it this year. year. It's because literally a week after ADE, I was going to the States. And I just, right. you know, if anyone's attended ADE Amsterdam, you know it's four days of no sleep, bouncing around 100 different parties. And I did not need that mm. before tackling America for four weeks. Completely. So um, 
it was hard. Everybody got muted. Instagram app got deleted because <laughs> it's in yeah. AD is one of the best events of the whole year. So um, that was a tough decision to not do that. But look what I gained in, in the oh, forefront exactly. of it. Incredible. Yeah. But that, yeah. that was the first time I'd been to ADE, probably in, well, the, the time before that was before COVID. But that's the first time I've been to ADE and done it sober, as did Sean. We spoke yeah, about yeah, it in yeah. one of the first... Se- first I bet it was episodes. so much better, wasn't it? Not, yeah. it, not tired and it such. Was, it was different. We, we we did a lot of... We did just different shit, I right? Enjoyed, it was the best time I've ever had in Amsterdam. Yeah. It was great. Good. I was... Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I think I've mentioned this in every podcast now. I was in bed at nine o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, see, that, that's <laughs> the way forward. So we, were, we obviously we had... Because then you're up at 9am. Yeah, well, 5am. Well, 5am. <laughs> <laughs> I text him and I go, um, are you coming to meet me for breakfast? He went, where, where are you? I'm like, so how was he? He was like, of course you are. <laughs> Every morning in the gym for yeah. opening. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you ever think we'd be at Soho House at six in the morning in Amsterdam? No one else Every was. single day. <laughs> no fucker was. You'd normally no. still be there from the night yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Not try, freshen up. Trying yeah, to get in. Yeah. Give me a pint. <laughs> yeah. uh, so just, just on that, 10 years. Yeah, man. How did it start? So I was a uh, tour manager for Sam Devine from Defected. Um, I would never really knew that I wanted to do music as in be the performer. I knew I liked music enough to want to be in the industry, but I always kind of wanted to do behind the scenes because I feel like it's probably the best bit of advice I can give anyone. And it's the most common thing I get asked is how to get in. And I think starting behind the scenes gives you a much better understanding of things like the lighting crew, the runners, promotions, everything that goes into an event that isn't just getting there as a DJ. Like there's so many other jobs and stuff that goes into one night that creates that night, if that makes sense. Um, So I felt like I always, it it automatically gave me a bit of a front foot in when I become the artist because I already had all that mutual respect for everybody else that goes into planning the show that I'm going to go and play. Mm. Um, So yeah, I was with Sam for like, I think four or five years, just touring everywhere. And she's obviously a superstar now. So we had so much fun. Like I probably don't remember half of it because it was just so hectic and wild. But like the best years of my life and um she'll be a friend forever sam we don't get to see much of each other now because obviously we're both touring so hard but i'll cherish those four years that i had learning and she just helped me so much and really sort of give me a thick skin as to the bad and the good sides of the industry because there is a dark and a light side mm-hmm. if of the industry um so yeah i started djing Towards the end of me being a tour manager, did a course at Subbase DJ Academy, which is very similar to Point Blank, a 12-week course that basically just taught me the fundamentals of DJing. They don't teach you like your, um, what's the word, like your source as such. They just teach you the basics of beat matching, like acapella mixing and stuff like that. And the actual like logistics behind mixing, like mixing in key. And, and because there is a bit of a technical side to DJing as well as just knowing how to, to beat match. Um, and then Sean the doesn't ba- even know how to mix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Do you know what though? You can hear from some people that don't know about phrasing and beats and bars and stuff. You can hear it if you've been trained in it. Yeah. So um, maybe you fa- can teach Sean next I'll time. Te- I'll anyway. give you a lesson. Sorry. <laughs> my first DJ set was at uh, Ministry of Sound. So I didn't even get to go and play oh, like, a, yeah, I didn't go and play a little bar or anything. I got thrown straight into Ministry of Sound because of this college. And I'll never forget just pulling the fader up and that sound system just literally smacking me in the face. And I was like, yes. shit, right, it's sink or swim now. Like, you've got to do this. So, <laughs> And now I feel like I'm just here. Like, I got signed to Defected in, I think, 2016. So I was on their roster for, I think I was on their roster for maybe five years. I left last year to just focus on doing more solo stuff but um yeah i've had a, i've had a blast I've, I'm, I'm not nowhere near where i want to be yet but it's, it's so much fun 10 10 years now mm-hmm. that's amazing we've crossed paths 
over the years because um, I was defected from like 20... Not yeah, we the, was there at the same time. The, the, I think 2017 when I signed that EP to... Defect, I wasn't signed to Defected. The FTD signed, you did, didn't you? FTD. Yeah, bang him on. And then obviously we had... Uh, then when Defected went to Eden for mm-hmm. the first year, so we we were we saw each other all the time. Did you do Croatia as well? I think you the did first, one. The you first did, one and the yeah. second one. I did two two or three shows in the first so one. So much one fun, that festival. Oh, yeah, it's great. Well, wow. it's, it's that venue that in Tisna, Yeah. Uh, what's Mental. it called? The, the, it's the Garden Resort. The Garden Resort in Tisno. Have you ever nuts. been to that? They have like they've defected do it there. Love International. It's so much there. better than where they do like hideout, and that it's just amazing. Oh, yeah, it's so it's good. It's, and it's all in one place. You've got like there's like a, a beach. It's kind of a pebble beach, and you've got a, a beach stage. Then you've got like obviously Barbarella's. Barbarella's which is, a club, is probably my favorite club on the planet. Away. It's incredible, Literally. isn't it? Wow. Um, but yeah, defected was obviously a massive part of my life, and that's mm. kind of where me and Jess um, sparked our friendship because I saw and I. And I'll give her a due. She was always, no matter whether she was playing or not playing, she was there. A, a very similar to what we were talking about Alicia the other day. Yeah, you know, yeah, she's present. obviously now, yeah, Jess was ju- yeah. just, she was grafting all the time. She was at the shows, being present, speaking to the promoters, just being there and being a, being a face. And that's, I've not even paid him to say that, guys, as well. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no I, I'll, and I'll, I'll, always, I'll always big people up who, who put the fucking graft in. Yeah. Just you have to, people. man, you because there's to. somebody else behind you ready to take your spot if you're not Immediately. on it. Immediately. Literally. Mon- months. Literally. literally you, I, like, Especially I, for you guys, because there's more of you. Yeah, well, I mean... Well, <laughs> yeah. well, I can't even beat much, though. So... <laughs> <laughs> so um, <laughs> <laughs> You're getting I shouldn't there. have brought, I shouldn't <laughs> have brought it up, should I? But to be fair, you brought it up the first time, yeah, yeah. and you said, I, "I'll tell you now." That, uh, this Jess, so on the, I can't remember what episode it was, but Sean was like, "Did you know the the eight point eight rule?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, yeah, yeah." Every fucking knows. Yeah, and he was like, "Well, when did you find See, some, out?" Some people so that, don't know that. No, but that's, some people genuinely don't mental. know that. That's, yeah, that's how I. That's how I actually like learned. I learned that because some guy. This is when I very first started DJing. He he see that I was you know I wanted to start DJing, and he was he was all he was almost trying to boast to me about oh you don't even know the point eight rule and at the time I didn't yeah because I just started DJing I was like what's this point eight rule and I started doing it I was like, oh wow well, now I can fucking mix <laughs> <laughs> so it sort of backfired on him but um, what a journey it's been so far yeah happy ten years man and now I tackle in production which has been doing production for maybe like four years since lockdown basically mm. I was kind of it forced my hand I never really wanted to produce at all because I love DJing and I yeah. love the art of DJing. But it gets to a point where you kind of want to hear your own records mm. being sung back to you as opposed to other people. Well, I um, was listening to one of your tracks on the way through here. Yeah, real love. Real love. Yeah. What a fucking I can't believe is. we've done yes. it. Yeah. Yay! For that. yeah, no, that's that's an absolute banger. And you've got, is it Kelly as a collab on there? We've got we've got oh. Kelly Lee is, Kelly the, vo- Lee, is the vocalist. Yeah. And we've got Shapeshifters in the writing credits for Lola's theme. How did so, that come about? Yeah. <laughs> so me and Kelly Lee have wanted to do something together for ages. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's a powerhouse, Grammy nominated had like four uk top tens um so we'd wanted to work together for ages we'd done studio session after studio session and just nothing was hitting i knew what we could do together would be fucking magic because she is as, as great as she is but nothing was hitting so we sort of let it simmer for a minute and then she sent me over maybe about 18 months ago she sent me over the idea of the big real love top line with the shapeshifter sample underneath it immediately i was like I don't know. Just because I really? didn't want to touch a sample, let alone something that was so close to where I was. I was at Defected at the mm-hmm. time. And I thought, yeah. I don't know how it's... Because when you touch samples of that calibre, 
it's going to go good or it's going to go bad. Whereas as in the reception and I thought, I don't know whether to do this or not, but I obviously was really tight with shapes. So I sent it over to him and I just said, what's your thoughts on this? And he basically just said, do it, go for it. Really and he's instantly. never, I don't think he's ever green lighted anybody to do it wow. in Incredible. 20 years of the record. So um, it really pops yeah. and it works yeah. really well. You, you, you hear like, not covers, but you hear like edits or whatever. For and, sure. And it, and it sometimes, it, you can see what they're trying to do but it just doesn't quite hit the spot mm. and that fucking track absolutely popped. Well, we did it. We we finished it and it was due to come out a year ago now, yeah. this time last year. It was all like ingested into the spot fire, blah, 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 ready to go. Two weeks time, bang, A-Lock and James Arthur used the sample and, they, and they've and they they've covered Lola's theme and done it, put a top line on it and yeah. it's everywhere. And I was like, I literally rung my A and I was like, we can't do this now. Fuck. Like we've just wasted a year of building this track and there's no way we can do it with the same sample within two weeks of coming out. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not going up against A-Lock who's got 200 million followers on his socials. Yeah. So we sat on the idea and we just, we, to be honest, all of us as a team were absolutely devastated because we'd put so much into it and it was going to be such an organic story having shapes actually with us on it. like. Mm in the writing credits and it's his record. So like we did it, the story was there that me and Shapes have known each other for so long. So um, yeah, we didn't, we weren't gonna put it out. And then literally two months ago, my A&R was like, we were looking through my records of what to finish the year with. And I didn't really want anything that I had ready in the locker for next year. Cause they're quite different sounding to what I've been putting out this year. Mm. So my A&R Anton was just like, fuck it, let's just do it. So we put it through and it's been an amazing response already. It's literally streaming like 10K thousand times a day. It's on all the stations. And so, I've seen the stations yeah, as well. That's, yeah. that, that's so important as well. Yeah, still. for sure. We've been, like All of the big ones have backed it. I think we've got 20 DSP streaming playlists on the big editorial ones. Yeah, awesome. And we've got the Apple cover next next week. So the Worldwide yeah. Dance XL cover will be me and Kelly. Amazing. And how Wild. long have you been playing out for then? How long have you had that track finished? I've been teasing it for a good six months. I've been teasing more because there's a dub mix of it as well, which is because I was playing out the original and it wasn't really slotting into where I was playing at the time because I've gone a little bit harder with my sound as to as to maybe a year ago so we made a dub mix and that's working so well so okay. so well so yeah it's been I'm happy with it I'm, I was so nervous and it's been absolutely fine there's not there's genuinely not been one decade comment and in terms of the production obviously that's that's one track that's recently come out we're talking about now but in terms of the production I know you just mentioned that you were kind of on the fence a little while in terms of going into production and not just focusing on the on the DJ art. Yeah, it was like, it was lockdown that forced my hand because really? I didn't have a creative outlet. And I thought there was a genuinely a point, I'm sure you guys understand, why we were like, shit, a club's actually gonna open again. Yeah. Like yeah. and it's not gonna be this ridiculous sit down six rule of like whatever it was, that madness. Um so I started production. I have a co producer as well called Dirty Secrets, Richie's taught me everything I know about production and we work so well together. I'm very open about the fact that I use engineers and stuff because I think Fair you point. should be. Yeah, I yeah, think there's yeah. so many. You'd so be surprised people, yeah. the amount of people that use <laughs> engineers too, that are. You'd be surprised at some of the yeah. big artists yeah. who yeah. Uh, use ghosts. The, yeah, ghost ghosts. Yeah. Like, and there is yeah. a difference between a ghost and an oh, engineer. Yeah, like, yeah, there yeah. is a mad yeah. difference. So, um, yeah, we, we started. We, I did my first track called Love We Had on Good Company. Um, that came out and went straight to number one. So, yeah, I was like, I'm on to something here. So, yeah, I signed to Stress Records, did back and forth with Lily McKenzie. That one did really well. 
And then the next one was Temptation, which is my big one. Like we're about to get a silver disc for it. So <laughs> yeah, yes, it's man. still streaming half a million times a week, 18 months after release. Unreal, man. <laughs> I'm so wild. proud of that. That's unreal. Wild, I could come mate. from someone who was forced. I didn't want to produce. Didn't want to produce. Didn't want to do it. Now getting silver records. I like think it's... I've got 65 million streams on Spotify now. Oh, that'll do. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Just wild, wild. Then I didn't, and I didn't expect it, which is so nice. I didn't. We didn't go into the studio with temptation, thinking we're going to write a hit today. It just happened. Well, that's that, that's always, always the, the way. Yeah, I, I mentioned this before. What two of my tracks that did the best? The first one I didn't even want to put out was just a remix. Mm. I sent it to the guy and I went, "Please don't put this out." And it, it, two weeks later, Marco Carolla's playing Amnesia. Mm -hmm. And then the other one, I didn't I, I didn't even think it was, it was a B-side. Mama was a B-side, yes. right? That and it just one. went crazy. Everyone's playing it. Fish is all, all these videos of Fisher playing it out and all these other artists. When you, when you, and I was talking it's to you. It's more organic, isn't it, that way? Yeah. We, we were talking about this project, the Afters cast, as a project um, in terms of, forcing it on people and forcing it as yeah, like yeah. as in you want the outcome to be x y and z that's never going to work it has to be organic it has to come from love and it has to come from passion and when you when you go in the, I, I used to go in the studio and go i'm going to make a track that jamie jones is going to sign yeah, hot creations yeah. and that track's <laughs> going to go to number one and i'm going to be nope. fucking massive yeah. and it never fucking worked of course. and when i put tracks out that i was just like really relaxed in the studio and had fun with it they did the best and mm. fucking obviously why that's but, what happened with my God Made Me Funky remix. So I remixed God Made Me Funky, which was literally just an edit for my set because I'm quite, that's one thing I love is having a locker full of edits because mm. um, nobody has them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I made the God Made Me Funky one. It was literally just a bit of fun. I WhatsApped it to BB and just said, hey, that have this. It was a little bit more underground than I'd ever done anything. So I kind of just took a chance and sent it to BB. BB then plays it as Solid Grooves, DC10, everywhere. Corolla's now playing it, which ended up getting it signed to Defected under Sam's label, Divine Sounds. Sample cleared. The owner of it, Mike Dunn, supports it, and it's gone insane. It's blown up on TikTok. It's Everyone's playing it. Seth Troxler, Joseph Capriati. Mm. All the underground legends that I would, didn't associate my sound with are now... So I feel like I've got... I've got my commercial lot now and then I can still dip my toe into underground and the cool side. So, perfect. But it was an edit. It was not ever intended for release, ever. That, that, that's perfect testament to, to the fact that you don't need to go in with like a, a goal. You don't need to have... No, like just a, go in and formula. make music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even if it isn't edited, it doesn't fucking matter. I owe have that fun. one to BB, literally. Michael BB, thank you for playing that because yeah. it's got it where it is, literally. If he hadn't have spun that, nobody would have given a shit about it. Mm. It's a time and a place thing, isn't it? Like that track might not... You, BB might not even pick that track up and then that it doesn't get played out Literally. then it doesn't get it on a video and then Corolla's team doesn't see it That's and then it's just like this spirals doesn't it yeah, it's funny because the videos that are of Corolla playing it he doesn't normally dance but this track he's got such a groovy bass on you he's literally like bopping around and so many people have said to me that are like Corolla diehard fans they say no one can make him dance and he's dancing he's got a little grin on his face and I'm like yes just like just not tick job done yeah. <laughs> you made Corolla dance I made yeah. Corolla dance Absolutely. come on so, um, so what's next then for you in terms of your production i've got a remix coming out before the end of the year on sony that i've literally just finished today um that i cannot name just yet and then i've got a remix again i cannot name coming out in january on armada which is massive um it's a old 80s 70s record that they've just acquired this the publishing and stuff to it so um amazing I want to tell you, but I no, no, tell no, you after. yeah, go I'll, go I'll, I'll tell you after because I'm after. excited about it. Um, and then I have a track with Jem Cook, which will be early next year, and then Annabelle England will follow that. So um, yeah, 
Well, I've got, a, I've got a question for you on the production side, but it isn't to do with releases. Do you enjoy, do you enjoy making music? I actually enjoy it now more than DJing. You do? Which I never thought I would ever say. I just- Explain it, that a little bit. Because huh? for me, my vocal, I'm a vocal house producer. So the bit that really is takes my like, my, my passion and my skills is finding the vocalist and working out what the hell we're writing about and what the lyrics and stuff and the meaning behind it. Because I've never put out a record that just is a top line that's going to go to the top 10, if that makes sense. Because yeah. they are quite easy to find. Whereas the ones that actually make you feel something, they're the ones that I want, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Like I, I want somebody on the dance floor to listen to the lyrics and go, oh shit, I've actually felt that. So like we did Colorblind and we had, it's all written about Jade and how, my Jade's my partner, sorry, my fiance. And it was when I was going through like a really dark time of like trying to get through sobriety and stuff, she made me feel like, I wasn't colorblind anymore like and life wasn't black and white it was actually full of colorful and happy and she was sat in the studio when we were writing it and it's so special that like a vocal house just is what makes me love production so much because you can just put so much meaning into it mm-hmm. and it like makes my heart happy oh what a fucking answer that was mm-hmm. yeah. I was expecting it yeah I enjoy it yes yeah, so <laughs> <right. laughs> yeah. wow. I feel I've got goosebumps to for that yeah. that was really nice to hear like and, and it's nice to hear that it's a therapy session isn't it writing music well no I was I'm going to say the opposite because no, I fucking I, hate I fucking music do hate not it, yeah. no, no, I, I don't it. make music anymore I very rarely listen to music um, so wow. um, I wouldn't get for a day without listening to music I know you don't music. listen to music nah. that just I, I can't even have silence in the house. The radio's on. The first first time I listened to music was in a long time was when I went out on Saturday, which we've we've spoke about off the podcast. Yeah. Um, And it's actually the time Saturday was a a weird day for me because I went to drum sheds um, with no intentions of kind of having a big one. Mm -hmm. Got there and was like, I'm going to let my hair down. Bearing in mind, I haven't like I've been very well behaved all year in terms of partying and drinking and stuff, and um, that was the first time I listened to music. Got there and I was like feeling really feeling the tunes. I was like, Good. this is sick, right? But then from that came the old habitual Jackie trigger. trigger. Yeah. I was in the booth with Waff, um, and obviously he was rider was there, so I just swigged some tequila, and that from tequila there tequila is where like, it all begins. And that's what that was always on my rider, and from there it was just a bit of a downward spiral. So as much as I really like listening to music, that yeah. day I had it had a great day. Maybe I, it has become a little bit of a trigger. It's a yeah, huge yeah, trigger yeah. for me, and the inv- it's the inv- I mean, may- maybe I associate music or listening to music with that old life that I used to yeah, lead which, I, which has a, a lot of great memories which mm. <laughs> you're involved yeah. in a lot of them but also a lot of bad ones mm. um, and that, that was a difficult day for me so we actually um, played together for your last set of 338 we, we did you handed over to me literally I did. what I'm, did you close with Share uh, believe that was it it was Share believe. believe yeah I remember <laughs> on the 338 terrace it was the breakdown and I, I was cuddling everyone in the booth and I went Jess don't fucking turn this off yeah no I remember this, I, went, I, I was playing Share and I went Jess, let's and then share I looked drop. at the BPM and I was like, <laughs> how the fuck do I mix oh, into that? Like <laughs> We're like 156 or something. I was like, oh something. Lord, I'm basically That's mixing the, to drum and bass. The start, stop the <laughs> situation. Yeah. So that, so that was, uh, the last show I had in London was at Studio 338 until Dennis Menendez messaged me the day after oh, when he saw that Dennis. video and went, just so you played your last show in London, but you fancy doing the last show next week at Ministry. <laughs> so it was actually Ministry, right. but that was a sick, a really that sick, was, that was a sick part. That was bad for But it. yeah, I think coming back to the music and listening to music um, just in the day, I know you guys probably find it quite foreign and I, that you, you guys can't understand that, but no. I think maybe it's a connection that I have with old habits, which I don't want to associate myself with. Mm. 
and yeah, it just brought them all back on Saturday. And as much as I, ha- I yeah, love seeing, I, it. Ev- I love I seeing it. everyone. I saw so many lovely faces, like loads of people. You can imagine how many people were at yeah. Sheds for Paradise. Yeah. I think everybody, everybody was there. Everyone was me. there, and I, yeah, <laughs> and you. But I had a, a Zach. Zach was there. I saw yeah, Zach. I know. Yeah. yeah, I spoke to him. Yeah, and I had a great time. But I think um, I could have probably bailed. What I could have done is maybe took myself out of that situation. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, coming back to the music thing, I think it's maybe just an association, yeah. and ne- ne- negative yeah. association, which maybe I just need to work on. Yeah. So I don't know. Like on 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 the on the sober thing. Today's a hundred days for me today. Well so, done. Uh, last last relapse. But very similar things is 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 a trigger. Yeah. And, and that's that's what I want to move into now for you know for for yourself in yeah. terms of being um, sober um, and and not drinking at gigs. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. Down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Do you find there's like a change on how you feel in terms yeah, of you like know how you connect with people I really mix better that's for sure when there's no alcohol <laughs> yeah. I know you, you don't think you do when you're yeah, drunk but you, do. you think oh, yeah, yeah. you're smashing it but the, you're not you've played the same rule. record twice you yeah, know yeah, yeah. you don't know like, <laughs> yeah. like God Pioneer introduced that little green thing that says that track's been played now because you were never oh. fucking clue oh right I don't, I don't, I don't yeah think. if it highlights now if you oh, played oh, it oh wow I don't have to turn around to my partner and go have I, yeah, have I played that one yeah no I don't have there's alcohol sometimes at my shows if I've got like a big group of friends or family come in but if it's just me on my own or my partner it's not there and it's mm. it is it's easier when it's not in your face for yeah. example like i said to you guys off camera when you come into the dj world you get a hospitality rider why is that automatically have to be yeah. a shitload yeah. of booze yeah. like why is it a bottle of champagne and a bottle of vodka why is it not fruit something healthy like a snack a phone charger because these are all things that you do actually need when you're on the way to a gig you know I think that's wi-fi yeah. I know, yeah. why have you never thought about that wi-fi you know because <laughs> yeah. you need all of these things yeah. um but yeah i think i made the decision maybe about it's, i've been doing it for probably a, this this whole year maybe. um it got pretty bad for me towards, I think it was either last summer or the summer before when I was I was on Capital Dance. I was presenting on Capital Dance as well. I took on my first full-time IB for residency. So I was doing every Friday IB for rocks. Mm. I basically just took on a little bit more than I can chew. Mm. Um, and I've got no problem in, in saying that. And if I can't put 100% into something, I won't do it. Yeah. So um, I was doing shows obviously all summer during the week. Then I was in I'd be from Friday flying back after the show. So I wasn't really getting a lot of sleep. Saturday I'd be somewhere else in the UK. Sunday I'd then be presenting on Capital Dance. If you're going on radio, you need to be 100% on it and, and sound like you're in the happiest, best place. And it got to a point where I know that I was struggling and I didn't want to do it if I couldn't be 100%. 
um the radio do you mean the radio yeah, yeah. yeah and that was all just because there was i was i was drinking a lot at all my shows and it was just like it was the best summer ever and you just it was like i, I was at the peak so i knew it, something had to give and it was gonna be that mm. um yeah and there was just a few situations where i kind of not let myself down but yeah i just i knew that it would have been a bit different if i hadn't been drinking mm. as such um yeah. So, yeah, I made the decision, like, I've done rehab a few times. I've done rehab three times in that year, I think. And it was the best thing I could have ever done because you just literally take yourself away and you don't even have a phone. Like, you don't have access to anyone. And even if you... I always recommend rehab, even for people that don't have problems with, like, drink or drugs, for example. This industry is so tough, yeah. like, on your on every part of your body, yeah. physical and mental health. If you can afford to go go and take yourself away even just for two weeks and switch mm. off because life is sometimes really tough um so yeah that taught me just the like it taught me my triggers it taught me why i might drink or to like like guard a place of me if that makes sense and it did drink become a bit of a crutch i won't lie just, yeah, just yeah. to like you think when you're nervous for a big show for example i'll just have a quick drink and that will that will take the edge off but it actually doesn't sometimes it encourages it and now i'm doing it sober I'll, I'll, I'll be mixing and I'll turn around and say to my partner and I'll go, that was a really good mix. Like, I'll, I'll be really proud of it because yeah. like, I know I wouldn't be in that creative if I was drunk because I wouldn't be thinking about it. I wouldn't yeah, be thinking yeah. three mixes ahead, if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, it's the best decision I've ever made. And don't get me wrong, it's still a battle every single show. Mm -hmm. It's something that you consistently have to be working on. You, can ne you cannot let your guard down once on it. Yeah. Because you let your guard down once and then you're going to feel how you feel after if you've just done drum sheds when you shouldn't feel bad because you've just done a full year sober nearly. Mm. Yeah, but I, I think it's brave that you've just come and said that openly, because especially about the rehab. Yeah. Mm. This is this is the side of the industry that the punters and the in the crowd looking up to the DJ on this pinnacle and on this pedestal. Sorry. They they would never associate someone doing so well with no. with something yeah, yeah, of, of that nature. Yeah. And it's important that people do know that this fucking happens and it's real. Yeah. And there's people like Jess and many other people, like me included. I was so many, so yeah. many who who it, it grabs hold and it so doesn't let go. So yeah. I'm really, you know, yeah. hats off for you to. to I mean, admit I that, think Jess. you have to be honest about it because you've got to prepare the next generation. You can't just keep there's there's a handful of DJs that really champion online being messy and i just don't yeah. think that's right no. at all what what is that setting an example for the next generation like no, these kids look up to these artists they do. so much i was one of them yeah. you look up at, you look yeah, up literally. to them like they're like they're they're not even human some of them no. you know and um, did it did it ever get to a point where you took the took that home and, as opposed to just being in the booth and at the club yeah like, for sure yeah. especially and especially during lockdown what else did we have to do and i was so sad i was just sort of blocking it out with just like i might have lost my job here like i wasn't working so i don't know how i was even affording to drink you know mm. but like yeah it, i mean it did get home now i just don't have and there was a lot of times where i was doing brand deals with alcohol brands so consistently every sort of three or four weeks i was getting crates of stuff delivered to my house like oh. bottles of vodka just i was enabling. working i was working yeah. with moe at the time so i was getting right. crates of champagne yeah, that won't help. copperberg <laughs> they were sending crates of cider so my my home looked like a bar at one point so if it's there and i was bored why wouldn't I have two ciders after dinner? Mm. What's the point in that? I'm just sat drinking at home. Like, yeah. well, that's not normal. Mm -hmm. And I've been, my parents are both alcoholics. So I've been around it my whole life. And it was one thing that I always said to myself, I would never, ever do. Mm. And there I was doing it. So 
that's what gave me a bit of the kick up the arse to, yeah. to sort the shit out. So that, that <laughs> same with me, my my mum's an alcoholic. Yeah, and that was exactly the. It's same. almost conditioned, isn't yeah, you, isn't yeah, it, yeah. to make you feel like, oh, if you're happy, you'll drink. If you're sad, you'll drink. Yeah, if it's yeah. a birthday, we'll drink. Yeah. Funeral, drink. Yeah. Why is drink always there? Yeah. It doesn't need to be there. <laughs> I, th mm. I think again, it just becomes habitual, right? Mm. Once yeah. you've done it once or twice or three times, then it just becomes that that is what we do. Yeah. Like, like it's like the people who support football teams. If we win, we're going to get pissed, but if we lose, we're going to get even more pissed. Literally. It's like the, it's it doesn't matter either yeah. way, you know. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I think I think one I think the industry that you're in that we were in, it's it's built around nightlife. Yeah. But how the fuck are you supposed to distance yourself unless you to like for, for me, I had to hit a rock bottom moment where hundred percent. And I'm yeah, assuming yeah. most people who do, for example, go to yeah. rehab or, or make that change. They hit a point where they go, I can't do this anymore. No. And was it very similar? Yeah. To I you? had a rock bottom moment where I was, I was, I couldn't even play at one point at one, at one show. And I thought I literally was like, what is this? Like you've worked so hard and you're literally just about to throw it all down the drain. Mm. So that was like when it was time to go to rehab. Yeah. Well, you've done it, mate, and I'm fucking yeah, really man, proud of I've, you. Yeah, man, I'm not like, it's not, I've only started recently speaking about it now, but it was just because at, at the time you kind of feel a little bit ashamed about it, mm. but it's not, it's not, it's actually so brave it's to go and the sit there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the so test, brave, yeah. actually, yeah. to go and sit there and talk about your feelings and mm. and your and your own issues and own them that, that you it's not that in fact Tony says to me drink and drugs aren't the problem you're the issue yeah, they're not yeah, the yeah, issue yeah, it's yeah, you yeah, you're the course, problem yeah. so uh, yeah to own that is is actually quite brave and yeah. empowering absolutely mate and, and, and I think it's important as well because then then if people know that you know that that is sort of an option then maybe people don't have to hit that rock bottom before 100%. they take, you know, take change. 100%. I would hit, I don't want anyone to listen to this to hit that rock bottom one, but if it no. comes to it, then obviously th there is help it, there. You've yeah. just got to, you've there. just got to put your hand up and Willis ask for fitness. it. Willis fitness. All right. <laughs> yeah, a little, little plug in there. Um, so just, you you're talking about mental health. Mm. Um, you're an ambassador for Drop I Needle. am. That's the one. And yeah. it's a mental health within the music industry one. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit more about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty sure Josh Butler is involved in it as well. Um, and it's more, yeah, it's it's literally. I think it's called drop the ego because it's more to do with like letting down the guard and showing mm. your real self. Yeah. Um, and before I was the ambassador for that one, I was an ambassador for a kids one as well called Hidden Strength, which was an app purely for kids in school that were going through um, anything tough from like dealing with like bullying, self harm, eating mm. disorders. Because um, I've got ADHD, borderline personality disorder, and I've got bulimia as well. So I'm a whole range of information if people want to talk about it. So um, I was working with the kids on that and I was doing podcasts on there where I was bringing in celebrities from different ranges of the entertainment industry and just sort of to prepare these kids for this job. If they wanted to come into entertainment, they need to know that there is a light and a dark side. And I really enjoyed it so much. And it helps me heal as well, helping other people heal. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think it's just really important to talk about it because a lot of people you don't know they're suffering with things like that in silence. Mm, um, absolutely. And mental health is is mad it's in, in the industry because it depletes, if you're not sleeping right, that alone smashes me more than any hangover ever has in my life yeah, yeah. if I don't have sleep for two, two or three nights properly. So um, it, it just needs to be spoke about more. Mm -hmm. Spoke about more. I think, I think people definitely started to speak about it more um, post lockdown because mm. I think a lot of people who didn't realise they had problems 
found out it was a yeah, fucking yeah. problem when yeah, they're locked in the so. house. Yeah, yeah. They can't socialize. They're just getting fucked up in the house. All and the there's time. been a mad amount of suicides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. mad amount. And yeah. people that like died with with other issues as well. You know, like drugs and stuff. It's yeah. just when that happens around you to people that are friends and close, like close friends or friends of friends. It's a little bit of a like. Oh, is it getting mm. one step closer to me? You know, if Absolutely. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And as we get, I feel like as we get older, we get, we, we get more, I don't know what the word is, but we, we're more aware of it because mm. yeah, sure. you, a few more people have died that you know through someone else. Yeah, yeah. Someone close to you dies, like we mentioned on the, on the last podcast. Yeah. Well, we all Jamie know. Roy, for example. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. When, when that happened, that was shockwave, a shockwave right. for everyone in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it really woke a lot of people up, but um, but I think it's great what you're doing, mate. Thanks, Steve. What what um what age group are you guys working with then? Is it like you said it was ch- was it kids or? So the one I did hidden strength that was basically ages 12 to 21, and it okay. was an app on your phone that only kids in schools and and unis and colleges could have access to, and there was 24 hours a day access to counsellors and and therapists on there. That's amazing. So yeah, at any point and and to sign up to it, they had to have um parents like logged into it as well so it was literally just a safe space for kids to have mm. positive a positive feed because an instagram feed now is not positive it's full Far of fakeness it. and it's full of like conditioning you to, to tell you that your life is not good enough yeah. Yeah, yeah, whereas yeah. this was like a bit of a safe space mm. um so i really enjoyed that and i only did it for like i think i did it for two years and then i moved on to more of the music industry stuff but um i really enjoy it it's so much fun isn't it? it's such a good place to put your time yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's so good. What, what what do you do to look after your mental and physical health I actually just spend a lot of time with my friends and family. Love that. Yeah, I'm. I've just recently done five stone in weight, so I'm looking more at like health and stuff. Yeah, that's so fucking that's incredible. Yeah, I know. I didn't even know I had that to lose, and now I'm like a quarter of the person you I was. You look fucking amazing, mate. <laughs> you look you. classed. Ditto, really, man. Really look at your six you. pack, bro. Look at his six pack. We're having a six pack off. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's yeah, I, I love spending time with my friends and family, and if anything, they keep me so humble on my feet on the ground. Um, yeah. They wouldn't let me lose my head you know mm. as some as some people can do in this industry and they are where my happiness lies I don't really genuinely do much of my time when I've got time downtime I'm in my flat with my partner and my cat and I'm happy nice. I am that, at peace with that. that that's now because you got to a certain level I've seen you rise through the ranks you've got to this level now where you've just been on a American tour you've got a minute downtime and you're back Literally, to Australia yeah your life your lifestyle has become um, so busy that you need to now structure where your time is best spent. Literally. So if your but your time is best spent for your mental health with family and friends, that's where you're going to spend your time. Oh, I think that's beautiful. And do you know what? When you're touring as as much as I am at the minute, you miss your family so much. Like for example, when I was in America, I did America for four weeks, Dylan. Although it was the best experience I've ever had in my life in my career, I missed my nan's birthday and my nephew's first birthday. Oh. So that was like, oh, it really hurt my heart. But it was like, what can you do? I'm away living my dream. So yeah. you just you you have to appreciate those moments. And that's actually something that Sam Divine always told me that she was really struggling to manage. She she you always just have to say yes to all the work, mm. especially after lockdown when it was. Taken Taken away from us, you didn't want to say no to anything. But um, yes, yes, yes to all this work means there's no, no, no time for your friends and family. So you have to find that balance, and finding that was was pretty tricky for me. But now I've got the balance, good. Well, that's actually transferable to your personal life. I've mm. mentioned this to you before. Is now, well, before I always say yes to everything, whether it was a social event or mm. going out for drinks on a Wednesday and ended up being oh, back at someone's house or just any 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 event I get off, offered um, attendance to, I just go yeah, sweet every time. Take. Now, 
My default answer is no to everything. Yeah, it doesn't matter what now. it is. Yeah, and I've got three questions I've got to ask myself. And if I can answer yes to all three of them, I can change my answer to a yes. So usually it's only if it's re- if it's someone who's really close to my heart, who's having like a 40th birthday or yeah. a stag do or something really special. I'll fucking say yes. But mm. most of the time I just say no. And obviously yeah. as an artist, that's a bit different because that's your livelihood. What can you, you can't... gain from this? Like, yeah, oh, are you yeah, going to gain yeah, from yeah. it? Yeah, what, what's, is it yeah, just your face there? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so so now my default answer is no. But it's a little bit different when you're an artist and you've got you've got your agent going, right, we've got you this show, this show, this show. Mm. And your manager's wanting, obviously, pain. You've got, yeah. like, you're feeding so many mouths as well. So it's a completely different story when you're an artist, isn't it? It mm. is. Well, I actually suffer with something really bad called FOMO, you know? <laughs> really, don't we all? It's a real thing. It's yeah, a real it's condition. Um, <laughs> but now I manage it better. Like, now, for example, there was, like, a really big defected event last week where they're doing something with a charity everybody from the industry was there and I slept through it and I've, I felt good about that because in the morning I woke up fine and I would have just gone and been tired and then I had a busy weekend. So now I'm, it's taken a minute to get to this point to say no, but um, I'm happy for it, literally. It, yeah, yeah. We, we were talking about this as well. That, 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 that ability to say no mm. is, it's like, it's discipline, right? Mm. Mm. Discipline, I like to look at it like a muscle. Yeah, for sure. So the more you practice that, no, it's better. Yeah, it, it gets, gets stronger and stronger every mm. time. It even rolls over into like shows and turning down shows. Like my this, my my new manager, that was the first thing when he came on board. He said to me, "You need to learn the power of no, because if you're saying yes, yes, yes to all these shows, certain bigger brands or other people are not going to want to book you because you're playing everywhere." Yeah. Mm. So the second you start saying no, then the demand creates, and that was one thing that I really had to learn. And now I understand when he says no, you can't do ten shows in London a year. <laughs> Too. Yeah, because you, 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 all you see when you first started, especially when I first started, my agent would just send me through this list or through the manager of all these places that want to book you. And you want to say yes to everything, but mm. you, you can't do that. No. You're just going to book so yourself. it's so sad. Like, why sad. can't I play London 10 times a year? It's my hometown. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. I can go to the show on literally. the tube. And that's where, that's, that's where I'm from, literally. And they're like, yeah. no, you're going to Skegness, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> no offense to Skegness, <laughs> no, by the no, way. Anyone who's listening from Skegness. It's a seven hour round trip. <laughs> yeah. It's just far, right? It's far as fuck. <laughs> Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so what would be your advice? Like, obviously, you know, after this 10-year journey has got to where you are now, what would be your advice for any up-and-coming DJs, especially when we're talking about physical and mental health? I just think get a job that's not straight away the artist was would, would be my best bit of advice, just because then you have more of, like, a prepared, like, look at the industry. Yeah. Um, coming in as a tour manager, I saw firsthand all the struggles Sam went through and she's quite open about her struggles as well like mm-hmm. with with um like drink and stuff yeah um so I kind of already had an, an insight that that was potentially going to become a problem if I didn't get a handle on it um so yeah I think just just coming in and even if it's just like interning at DJ Mag or Mixed Mag or something like that just getting an understanding of everything else before you become the the main star mm. is so 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 key and i would not have changed my entry to the industry for like love or money mm-hmm. absolutely that's yeah. amazing well yeah. i think we'll get on to the, the the juicy question i love to ask <laughs> <Go on. laughs> well you know the name of the podcast jess yeah it's the afters <laughs> yeah so 
We want to know what's your craziest story from the afters. Any afters ever over the last 10, 11, whatever years you've been after partying? Give, I, give, us, a, give us a juicy one. I can, okay, I'll pick one from Hartford. I was playing in Hartford at a venue called The Dog and Whistle. Uh, it's a great venue. It's like a pub that's got a massive pub garden that they turn into a rave in I've the played. summer. Yeah, it's yeah, wicked, it's isn't it? But in The Dog and Whistle are the hotels as well. So you stay there, right? Yeah, so yeah. you stay literally in the venue. It's too handy. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> Yeah. really just it, literally perfect you need a five minute break you're upstairs yeah. so um we was obviously having an after party in the rooms afterwards after the hours and you know like at your it's like a revolving door isn't it and afters you don't know who's going to come <coughs> in who's going to duck out and i remember being sat on the bed <laughs> i sat with my partner jade and there was somebody that looked really really fucking familiar and i said to jade i was like I think that's Gareth Gates. <laughs> and look, Gareth Gates just scrolled, strolled into our after party oh, and was there. And I was like, that's fucking Gareth Gates. Was it actually he's, him? It's, he's now one of my very good friends. No way. this after party. Obviously. And I remember going up to, and we were having him singing all of his, all of his pop idol hits. Like, it was <laughs> the after. And now he's one of my really good friends. Like, and I remember going up to Jade and I was like, that is Gareth Gates. And she was like, no, it's not. We like, we couldn't, we were both so mashed up. We couldn't work out if it was so I literally had to go up and tap him on the shoulder and say are you Gareth Gates and he was just like yeah and it's really high pitched voice who, like, who, 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 who invited he, Gareth Gates at the time he was going out with uh, one of my friends called Loeka who is also signed to Defected uh, so he just bowled in the afters and I was just like Oh, oh, it would have been minimum. He's got a taxi there himself and just walked yeah. in. Oh, just, oh, just all the doors. He's actually one of the soundest Is guys he? you'll ever meet. Like, oh, literally man. hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Oh, yeah, well. that's a funny story. Well, Jess, I just want to say thank you so much for showing some. Oh, vul- thanks uh, for having me. For, having, for coming down, but also just for showing some vulnerability today Absolutely. in terms of yeah, your struggles and yeah. all the all the true shit that people don't talk about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is the, one of the reasons we started this podcast. And me and Sean have spoke openly about our issues. Well, I don't um, need to pay my therapist now for this week. Yeah, we take card. Invoice me after. No, but thank you so much for coming down. Thank you very much. See ya. Just anything you want to plug anything for the yeah yeah any plugs just that my new track real love is out it's got the shapeshifters lola's theme uh sample in it and it's with kelly lee and you can get it on all streaming services and platforms thanks jess you're welcome thanks guys great to see you does anybody know where the afters is 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 